WMNF and Living Mirror Playback Theater will host a monthly community talkback and improv show live here in the WMNF studios, 7 p.m. on the fourth Friday of every month. The event will be based on our monthly mission calendar, covering topics such as economic justice, environmental issues, and more. We invite community activists and interested listeners to come and share their thoughts and experiences. Then Living Mirror will play back those stories using improv techniques. It'll be a compelling evening of community sharing and improv theater, but space in our studio is limited. So go online to wmf.org backslash events to reserve your seat. of terror. Russia threatens the whole of Europe and Florida faces a Supreme Court test over its abortion law. You are tuned to WMNF Tampa. This is public affairs program called Community Speaks. My name is Patrick Mobili, your host for Community Speaks. And just one more hour of news and information and your telephone calls before we get back to the music. When progress is made and something is given, the Republicans are busy trying to take it away. Two decades ago, the U.S. government under G.W. Bush created what's described as the largest commitment by any nation in history to combat a single disease, AIDS. Today, a few Republican lawmakers in Congress are threatening the stability of that program, which is known as PEPFAR. The program known as the, United, uh, as the U.S. President's Emergency Plan for AIDS Relief, or PEPFAR, partners with nonprofit groups to provide HIV-AIDS medication to millions around the world. Officials say the program has saved 25 million lives around the world, but it's under threat because of allegations that PEPFAR partners might have links to abortion services. Program supporters say that under existing U.S. law, PEPFAR partners are already prohibited from using the funding for abortion services. In some countries, a generation has grown up without fearing an HIV diagnosis as a likely death sentence that's thanks to the steady supply of HIV drugs. The AIDS epidemic has killed more than 40 million people since the first recorded cases in 1981, tripling child mortality and carving decades off life expectancy in the hardest hit areas of Africa, where the cost of treatment put it out of reach. In Africa, many PEPFAR partners and recipients in largely conservative countries don't support abortion either because of religious beliefs. But the idea that the program reliant on the steady supply of HIV drugs could be subject to political wins is a cause for concern. Mark Dybul, who helped create and lead PEPFAR under the Bush administration, warned that weakening PEPFAR would also hurt the diplomatic goodwill the U.S. has created in developing regions. He says it's no secret that we are in a geopolitical struggle for influence in Africa with Russia and China. And our biggest influence in many ways, visible and most impactful, is PEPFAR. 
this uh, program. And you could see that in 2003 when that program first got underway, that this was right after, this was a couple of years after the terrorist attacks on New York City. And today that was on September 11, 2001. And you can imagine that at the time, as the world was trying to respond to that, and the United States was basically trying to gather a coalition to respond to it, while at the same time trying to make the case for war in Iraq under the false premise that that was weapon of mass destruction in Iraq, uh, the United States lost a lot of credibility. So this is one of those, I guess, compassionate conservative programs that the United States at the time, uh, the Republican president at the time, George W. Bush, was trying to engage in to create goodwill. But the program actually saved a lot of lives. But here we are today in 2023 faced with the possibility because of this, the Republicans uh basically extremism on abortion they're still constantly trying to respond to that issue and uh, anyone any program that gets in the way or even looks like it is using funding for abortion is under threat so that's more important to them the unborn is more important than the born and there's a contradiction there Uh, and it it's an, it's an political issue in the United States that the Republicans are trying to not talk about while at the same time continue to push extremist ideas on. And Florida faces a test on abortion as the Florida Supreme Court now must decide whether to overrule broad abortion rights protections provided for decades under the state constitution and instead uphold a law signed by this Republican governor that bans the procedure in most cases, after 15 weeks of pregnancy, the seven justices include five conservatives appointed by DeSantis. And he's now a GOP candidate for president. And that uh, Supreme Court, the Florida Supreme Court, heard oral arguments on Friday in the lawsuit brought by Planned Parenthood, the American Civil Liberties Union, and others. And they claim the Florida Constitution's unique privacy clause explicitly protects abortion rights it overrules the 15-week ban. And lawyers for the state of Florida say previous cases upholding that right were wrongly decided, and the court did not rule on that this past Friday. Uh, but the Supreme Court is going to be continually dealing with that issue. Uh, the Republicans, in the meantime, are going to try to ignore it on the campaign trail. Uh, but these seven justices uh, are going to be dealing with this this clause on the, the unique privacy clause, which has for more than 40 years has explicitly protect, protected a right to abortion in this state and should remain in force. And uh, abortion has been recognized, a recognized right in Florida for decades, according to the ACLU staff attorney. And there is no basis in the text to exclude a decision so personal and so private as to whether to continue a pregnancy. It is also uh, up to a doctor. You never know when a doctor or gynecologist may need to end the pregnancy. And so uh, a bill, a law that fits all is on something so private is exactly wrong. But this is one of those nationalist issues that has really 
created a a situation in this country. And what we're seeing is that states that have outlawed it and created all of these these uh, restrictions, you know, the states surrounding those states have reported an increase in people traveling to those states to get an abortion. And uh, what we're seeing also in Latin America is that the progressive nature of those women's rights, you know, Latin American women's rights groups say that their abortion win in Mexico may hold the key to the U.S. struggle. Uh, women's rights activists in Latin America have long looked to the United States as a model in their decades-long struggle to chip away at abortion restrictions in their highly religious countries. And a historic Mexican Supreme Court ruling decriminalizing abortion on the federal level has prompted some to say U.S. activists should turn to their counterparts south of the border as they navigate a post-Roe versus Wade reality. Since the 1980s, women's rights activists in Argentina, in Argentina, Mexico, and other Latin American countries have little by little chipped away at laws restricting abortion. And now Latin America is in the midst of a green wave, quote unquote, as those countries like Mexico roll back those restrictions. At the same time, new barriers are going up in the United States. Uh, and to what end? Uh, will people respond politically as we've seen in some conservative countries in the United States that they are really punishing the Republicans for taking away that right to a safe and legal abortion and reversing the clock and going back to a time when things were far more uh, dangerous for women as they moved to end the pregnancy silently in any way that they could because it was not safe and it was not legal, rather. So are we going backwards or are we going to continue to go forward like we're seeing other places do? Uh, but that's just one issue we wanted to talk about today. There are a few issues that are going on, especially here in Florida and around the world, that we all need to talk about. I do want to hear from you. You can write me at 8132. Uh, you can write me at dj at wnf.org. Or you can also call 813-239-9663 as Irene is waiting to take your telephone calls. And uh, also, I'm waiting to read your emails. I'm curious as to how you feel about what has been going on. Meanwhile, here in the state of Florida, is Jacksonville is... Uh, eulogizing those who were slaughtered by a white racist uh, whose motivations uh, of shooting of the shooter who targeted black people in Jacksonville have revived concerns about the threat of hate violence and domestic terrorism and experts say that most hate crime victims in the United States are black and that has been the case every year since hate crime tracking began. Families in Jacksonville on this past Friday began eulogizing their loved ones and uh, people were gathered there to speak. Uh, notables such as uh, Al Sharpton were there to show support for these families and for Jacksonville and for black people in general who are finding themselves on their new wave of attacks that we've seen crop up ever since the abolition of slavery. The people, black people just are not allowed to show their grievances 
in public or are not allowed to even walk while black without being attacked. Not only by police, but by other citizens. Let's listen to what Al Sharpton was saying to the Jacksonville community on September the 8th as they were eulogizing one of the victims. In this case, it was Angela Carr, 52-year-old victim who was murdered by that uh, shooter. This was a sounds from the funeral. This was the choir that was singing. We can also hear from the mayor of Jacksonville. But first, let's hear what Al Sharpton had to say to the congregants as they eulogized the, the victim. In this case, Angela Carr. Don't say you're not responsible for one deranged man. You're responsible for deranged people being able to get military-style weapons. Speaking of the governor. You're not responsible for haters, but you're responsible if you help to arm haters. This man had to have a mental problem, but mental people should not be able to easily get military-style weapons. Mental people should not be able to get AR-15s and put SWAT stickers on them. That was Al Sharton and also Mayor Donna Deegan. We are a community. We will continue to move together. We will continue to proclaim that hate has no home in Jacksonville. Those were sounds from... The, the funeral, the first funeral services there, two more slated to occur. That was the funeral of Angela Carr, 52-year-old victim of the shooter on August 26th in Jacksonville's General Dollar Store. You're tuned to The Community Speaks here on your non-commercial radio station, WMNF, and talking about terror, the politics of terror. And uh, in the meantime, we have been watching Cuba. Uh, we have been watching Russia, but Cuba has been responding to Russia's need for more fighters. Russia needs soldiers, and it hasn't been picky about where it gets them. That's the backdrop for an extraordinary announcement this week from Cuba's foreign ministry that Cubans, some from the islands and others living in Russia, have been coerced into fighting in Ukraine. Cuban authorities say they are working to neutralize and dismantle a human trafficking network that operates from Russia to incorporate Cuban citizens living there and even some from Cuba into war operations in Ukraine. And given Russia's troop shortages, Vladimir Putin's reluctance to announce a larger scale draft at home efforts to enlist citizens of neighboring countries and Russia's willingness to recruit Russian prison inmates to fight for their own freedom. This story isn't that surprising. But it's startling that Cuba, a longtime Russia ally, is loudly broadcasting its complaints to the world. Yes, Cuba is far more financially dependent on China these days than on Russia, but it's still remarkable to hear Cuban officials say publicly that Cuba is not part of the 
war in Ukraine. It is acting and will act vigorously against whoever from the national territory participates in any form of human trafficking for the purposes of recruitment of mercenarism. So there has been no comment to Cuba from Moscow on that, but Cuba is telling Russia to back off from recruitment of fighters out of Cuba and Cubans who live in Russia. And uh, meanwhile, we have seen uh, at the G20, the group of 20 nations, uh, most industrialized nations, uh, we saw a very weak statement on the Ukraine war emerge. And uh, after that joint statement that did not call for Russia to to stop its war efforts, uh, the uh, the G20 presidency, which was headed by India's Prime Minister Narendra Modi, he ended his presidency and handed over the G20 to Brazil's Lula, Lula da Silva. And so that's uh, going to be an interesting development. And, you know, Lula has already been facing questions as to whether or not he would arrest uh, Vladimir Putin if he traveled outside of Russia and um, gone to the G20. Uh, but it was very quickly shot down. Luis Ignacio Lula da Silva shot down the idea that Vladimir Putin would be arrested. So he has no fear of being arrested. But uh, he is now Lula Ignacio Lula da Silva is now the new presidency, the new president of the G20, and we're going to see how things continue to unfold on the globe after that. Maybe we take a listen to him handing that presidency off. But in the meantime, Russia has threatened the entire world, at least one general in Russia, General Andrei Morvichev. He was the handpicked and promoted by Vladimir Putin to the rank of lieutenant general this weekend has voiced views that have startled many across the globe with a history of commanding the central military district and the Russian central group of forces in Ukraine. His comments in a recent interview hint at the Kremlin's wider ambitions in Eastern Europe. Uh, he says that Ukraine was merely a prelude when he appeared on Moscow's state television, Russia One. He candidly expressed that uh, Putin's military venture in Ukraine might only be the tip of the iceberg to the pointed query of the interviewer. Ukraine is only a stepping stone. Morvichev responded affirmatively, indicating that the conflict will not stop here. His words paint a vivid image of Russia's possible roadmap. He said, I think there's still plenty of time to spend. It is pointless to talk about a specified period. But if we're talking about Eastern Europe, which we will have to, of course, then it will be longer. Uh, people are concerned that with winter coming, Ukraine only has about 30 days to complete its counteroffensive against Russia, to, to expel Russia out of its country and especially out of the Crimea, uh, or the tide will turn against or uh, make it life a little harder for Ukraine to carry out its counteroffensive if uh, what now is being seen as Russia wants to go beyond Ukraine. It's the ideological basis of Russia's incursion into Ukraine became clear even before the first soldiers crossed the border that this was an expansionist Russia, just like 
the the Nazi Germany under Hitler was an expansionist Germany taking over Europe. And I'm certain that that is what is in the mind of a lot of Europeans at the moment now that they've heard this comment from this general. Uh, Putin, in his speeches and statements, presented a vision of restoring the vast expanse of the erstwhile Russian Empire, merging it into one cohesive Block And this perspective sees Ukraine not as a sovereign nation, but as an intrinsic part of the Russian heritage destined to revert to Moscow's reign. But the concerns don't end there. There have been murmurings among Putin's allies about pushing the envelope further into NATO territories, especially I countries like Poland and a slew of other European nations. We should all be concerned about this because this is the makings of a third world war. Uh, not that I'm trying to get everybody up in arms about it, but when a lieutenant makes a statement like this and shows the possibility of expansionism on the part of Russia, who have already shown that it cares less about Ukraine's borders and cares less about what the world thinks about it and is busy trying to recruit people from places like Cuba, uh, then you have to be concerned. We all have to be concerned about that. And it's a, another way to politically terrorize Europe and, by extension, all of us. You could call us, 813-239-9663. It is now. I've been talking for a half an hour. And I want to hear more from you about all that we have said. You can also write me. You can write dj at wnf.org. And I'll gladly read your emails on the air. And uh, Irene will gladly take your calls so that we can put you on the air yourself. Uh, one emailer has written, this governor is absolutely responsible for the shooting in Jacksonville. It doesn't matter if he wants to accept responsibility or not. He is the one that made the decree that anybody could carry a gun. And now we have, of course, concealed weapons uh, possibility in Florida. 813-239-9663 is the number to call. This is... Community Speaks, and I do want to hear from you, the community. Uh, meanwhile, we've got to take a short break so that we could uh, get some more information to you about what is happening around here. But keep it tuned and uh, give us a call or write us. There's a lot of issues on the table that we in Florida have to deal with and that we as uh, citizens of the world have to deal with. So keep it tuned. This is... Community Speaks here on WNF Radio. Leave a lasting wake of good when you put that boat or other watercraft you no longer need behind you. WMNF accepts all types of vehicles from cars, trucks, RVs, boats, and more. Learn more at WMNFcar.org. WMNF is more than just 88.5 FM. You can also find us online at WMNF.org. Check out the latest news stories, how to volunteer, future WMNF concerts, stream live or the latest episode of your favorite music shows, and more. And of course, you can always show your support and donate by clicking on the tip jar. Explore your community at WMNF.org. You are tuned to Community Speaks here on your non-commercial radio station, your community radio station, WMNF 88.5. FM. your host, Patro Mabili, and I'm taking your telephone calls in your emails. You can email me at dj 
at WMF.org. And right now, I'm going to go to the telephone lines because it looks like Joe from Lakeland is waiting to talk to all of us. And we'll go and see what's on Joe's mind. Go ahead, Joe from Lakeland. You say what? Hey, I'm Lee, man. Yeah, man, a lot to unpack here. Uh, let me see. So I'm going to start where I think you started uh, with AIDS and, um, and the Republican Party's reluctance to fund or uh, that program continually. You know, the, the outbreak of AIDS that, that went into the bloodstream of, of, you know, of America and then innocent people started getting AIDS was supposed to be the wake-up call, right? Yeah. And then you know, the community came together, man, and, and, and we formed this, this program to, to stop that. Uh, and I'm just going to cut right to the chase, Mombili, uh, and uh, you may be aware of this, but it's, it's just Republican hate. They're, they're hating anything gay-related or abortion-related. So they're, in their mentality of hate and racism, they've tied HIV to gay morality. That sounds very cynical on the part of Republicans, but you might be right. And you, and you, and you know, at the core of it, I'm telling you the truth, because at the base of all the stuff that we're talking about on this program right now today is hate. So and you go to, then you go to um, the, the, the prevention of women to exercise their constitutional rights as Americans. Like, my parents both served. My father was killed in Vietnam, didn't get to know him. My mother, they met uh, in the Army. My mother was an RN in that era. Hmm. And, and now look at what they're trying to do to these women. Many have served and are serving in our government and to protect us our citizenry, but yet you're going to limit their right to do what they need to do whenever they need to do it. Now, you want your gun right, but you're going to take away their right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, how are we, how, you know, everyone hates to be called a hypocrite. Everyone hates that. So don't make yourself one. Don't, don't follow the, the illegitimate leadership that we have now, which is hate-based, politically motivated, to drag you, you know, if you're if you're borderline, listen here. Jesus is not gonna, my faith-based friends, Jesus is not gonna hold you accountable for voting for abortion or against abortion. It's that's not how it works. Mm -hmm. Your group vote is not gonna bring you before Jesus and have you condemned because you. Because there's some single-issue voters out there, yeah. and and there's a lot of them in in Florida have the mindset that um, it doesn't matter whatever party uh, is against abortion, I'm going to vote for them because in my mind, I'm going to do whatever I can to prevent abortion. Okay, but you won't prevent gun murders and murders with hate with guns and assault weapons. So you're really being a hypocrite there as well. Now, let me move on to the other points you made. Um, now, I, and I want to add this to the abortion thing. We, we if, if you really want to be a Republican Party who's fair and just, you know, for all the citizenry instead of hate against gays and, and abortion and uh, lesbian and the, the LGBTQ community, then, then if you give, me, give, give America an alternative to your abortion program. Like, okay, if you, we prevent you from having a child and, we're, you know, we do these services, we're going to pass these constitutional laws, we are announcing a whole expansion of funding and social 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 services for people who we're going to mandate to have these these children because that's what they're doing. They're going to mandate. They're going to dictate that you're going to have to have these children 
Okay, so let's support them then. Then now you're mm-hmm. responsible for supporting these children. So where's the funding for that? They don't want to talk about that. They don't want that bought up. They don't want me to bring that up. And a lot of people don't want to talk about it. Some of these listeners, if you if you want if you're pro that, what what what, what where, where's the responsibility at? If you're going to force this upon these people. A lot of it's medical emergencies. They can't get an abortion. Uh, they have to have some type of recompense from the government who's mandating that they have these children. Yeah, it's almost like mandated childbirth. Yeah, exactly. So if you now there's that. So keep that in your pocket. We we need to we need to have a, they need to be responsible. If you're going to mandate on people, then you need to come out with expansion of uh, food food services, uh, food stamps, whatever you want to call that, uh, medical care for those those children uh, up to the age of 18. Uh, and then financial services and some, you know, whatever. See, and here we go. Now, they don't want to talk about that. Now, let's talk about what what the other evil now is out there. And and, and, and Putin is an expansionist, man. He is in that mode. He is trying to reach out because now that he's killed the leader of the Wagner group. And so now they're in disarray. So they're reaching out everywhere they can. And, again, that evil Russia, China, North Korea, that access is trying to expand this six-headed snake, if you will. And, 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 and of course, India's talk blocking, excuse my expression, but that's because India has influence from China and from Russia, and they're trying to play that middle game. And, and look, we got to call it what it is. got to call hate out. we got to call aggression out. We, we have to, to become a better global community. We have to accept the whole community and call it out when, when, when it's not part of the community. We're not going to be able to go forward on this planet with hate and racism leading the way of, of the, the future for this planet. We, we just, it's not sustainable. And we have right. to just try to find a common ground, work together, and, and let's see what we can do to, you know, you know these, these leaders, it's got to start there. These, the people in these countries have to, you know, I know they change the vote, so, you know, rooting, Putin put himself in office forever. He's changed that, and uh, they've got to, they've got to, you know, fight the power. Yeah, they've got to come out. They got to, you know, protest, do whatever it's going to take to to keep them from, like what you said. He's thinking about starting a, um, you know, uh, recruiting people. And now, how would you like that? You know, to be a, you know your child, your child might be recruited to go into a war that you don't believe in, and uh, you know, and is wrong. So it's it's just. All of this, man, is just leading down the same way. It's, 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 it started here in America with the Trump campaign. And, and as America goes, they say, so goes the world. So here we go. We, we, hide, we let this, you know, with the help of Russia, it's, it's been proven that social media and Facebook and all that was complicit in, in allowing this Russian campaign of advertising and swaying opinions. And then, you know, both, you know, here we go. Americans took to that, and uh, we voted Trump in. And then here comes the hate and, uh, you know, what he did overseas and what he did to Puerto Rico during the hurricane, canceled all the help down there and handed out paper towels. And, and, and just, oh, it's just one thing after another. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, so here, here he unleashes that upon the world. And, oh, if America can do it, then we can do it. Right. And then now we've allowed that that Pandora's box to be unlocked of hate and racism. You know, here comes all these little siblings, Trump, DeSantis, and 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 the, the, the Valerie. You know, the just 
you know, here they are, the, the majority. And now we're, we're fighting two fronts. Uh, we're fighting the front of, of hate and racism, but we're also fighting the front that there's no, comp- no partisanship in politics anymore to where we can work across the aisle, like Obama did and like Biden is trying to do. Now we're becoming a separatist government, and we're close to, to at a point where, you know, we're going to be vulnerable to attack from a third world country or, you know, from Russia or China because of our infighting. And I, I absolutely guarantee you that that's what they're praying for and trying to possibly manipulate behind the scenes, the social media and whatnot. Because once that happens, you know, if there is a civil war again in America, which, you know, I pray and don't want to be a part of, I am a gun owner of many weapons, serving the service, um, I am prepared to defend mine, but uh, that is what they're praying for, is a weak, divided America, and then that's when we're going to get pounced upon, and then that might be the end of what we know what we have. Well, no one wants that. I just feel like sometimes, and I think you're absolutely right in your analysis, but sometimes I think that they forget that they overreach. And when you, can, when you see red states like Kansas turning away from Republicans because of the abortion issue, then you know that they've over they've overreached, and the, exactly. the tide may be turning. Exactly. Let me tell you something else that they've un- unleashed here in Texas is now you know Governor Abbott. He's another one of them. Uh, has has allowed because of what Mexico's doing and their new law changes has allowed these uh, militias to pull people over on the on the highway is and to try to verify. If you're coming from or going to Mexico for an abortion, hmm. they, they, they've allowed, they're going to turn a blind eye. Now imagine you're traveling with your family and these jokers on motor, motorcycles or caravan of flag toting, you know, I'm sure they're going to have some flags hanging out the back of their truck. They're going to try to pull you over and question you on the side of the highway and go through your things. Now, let me tell you guys. I, I pity the fool who's going to try to pull me over and do anything like that. And I'm also going to tell you this, and I'm not threatening anyone here, but I'm going to say this as my right as an American, that I know who's the, who the snake, you know, if you have a snake, you, what do you do to a snake? The grandma tells you to cut its head off so it doesn't produce, reproduce, and grow and multiply. If one of my children was assaulted in that Dollar General and was killed by that murderer who was, who was motivated by Governor DeSantis, I know who to come after, and I'm not afraid to do it. I know how to do it. And I'm, I'm telling you this right now. If it happens to one of my family as a result of that, you know what I'm going to do. Hmm. Anyway, you have a blessed yeah. day, brother. Thank you for your program. Thank you for your call. And uh, you have a right to do whatever you need to do to protect yourself and your family. It's called self-defense. Uh, and I don't see that as a threat. But, you know, when we talked about the gun ownership uh, the right to bear arms. One emailer has written and said that uh, people will argue that the right to bear arms is in the Constitution. Abortion is not. That's how they get around the hypocrisy. But they always miss key words in every law, it seems. And uh, the right to bear arms is a well-regulated militia, not just every Joe Blow that's walking around in the streets. And uh, that's... Uh, when it comes to abortion, it's not that the word abortion is in the country. It's that it's the privacy issue. That if abortion is not the ultimate in privacy, then what is? And 
he mentioned Texas as Governor Abbott, and he presided over this idea that any Joe Blow or Joe uh, Jane Blow can sue you if they find out you are getting an abortion or you got one, even if they don't know you, even if they're not even uh, in your family. So that's crazy. You know, it's creating this uh, extremist society where everything is uh, is approached with an extremist idea in mind. And that's just extremist to let strangers sue strangers over something that had nothing to do with them. But because they have a extremely right wing Supreme Court, these states are trying any and everything as a trial balloon because they figured at the end of the day, they could always get a nod from that extremist Supreme Court. We're going to go back to the telephone lines and I'm going to read more of your emails. Have a few more minutes left here on Community Speaks. This is your non-commercial radio station. Just the extra hour on weekdays to talk to you about these public affairs issues before we get back to the music and we will get back to the music straight away but first I'm going to go to the phone lines and talk to Deandra and Brandon and see what Deandra, what he has to say on all of this. Go ahead. You're on the Sunday Hello. Forum. Mm-hmm. Yes, good uh, Good afternoon uh, uh, Mr. Petro Billy. This is Deandre. I'm sorry, Deandre. Yeah. Go ahead. No problem. No problem. Um, I'm calling. I, I didn't hear the most of the, the, the intro, but uh, I'm calling to kind of uh, remind people and report on the matter of ERIC, which is an elections uh, 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 tracking system, the interstate elections tracking system. And I don't know what uh, utility it might have had, if it was of any use, um, but our governor um, went ahead, along with other governors around the U.S., and ended Florida's use of that system. This is so that people don't double dip. They don't vote two, three, four times, you know, if they happen to have you know, residents in other states, uh, as we've been hearing um, about many, um, very many, uh, you know, folks doing, well, a handful of folks doing around the U.S., particularly during the Trump's, uh, the, the 45's administration. Yeah. So um, if, uh, if it was of any benefit, of any use, um, we won't know with potentially this upcoming election season because, we, well, our governor, not we, but our governor has opted out of it. So that concerns me amongst many other things. So our votes are like potentially going to be in peril just, just off rip because now we can have people double, triple, quadruple dipping. Um, so I just wanted to put that out yeah. there and uh, thank you. All right. Thank you for your call. Thank you for that information. And uh, we'll keep an eye on that because it is important to understand and know the games that these Republicans especially are up to. Because on the one hand, they want to pass laws and talk about this is about election integrity. But at the same time, they want to give support and, and voice to those who have been caught trying to steal the the last election and engage in all kinds of things like what he was engaging in, and that is to see fake electors, that they would send fake electors to D.C. to be to vote uh, against the way that the state voted and vote for the uh, 45 or, you know, vote for Trump's 
re-election when he lost the Electoral College vote. So if he loses the Electoral College vote, states that he didn't win the Electoral College vote, they were going to send fake electors to vote in their place. And Florida was uh, slated, I understand, over a, a new video that had emerged that this governor was also prepared to send fake electors if the vote had gone a different way in this state. But yet, they want to claim to be for voter integrity laws that really just limit the vote. And it's, it, it really goes backwards to before the Voting Rights Act uh, in making it very difficult for people to have access to the, to the polls. And uh, if they want to stay home and vote, they mean, or if they wanted to vote early, these Republicans have made certain out of their cynicism to make those possibilities difficult, harder to do. And even here in, in Hillsborough County, uh, you have to, uh, all over the state of Florida, a lot of people didn't know it, but if you, during the pandemic, were getting your ballot by mail so that you can vote by mail, uh, quiet is kept, you had to, you have to now request that ballot by mail every election, whereas all you had to do was set yourself up, uh, your profile up one time to say, yes, I want to vote by mail every election. Now you have to make that request every election, which is another way to suppress the vote. And this is how in Florida, the Republicans had such an outsized, uh, one of the reasons why they had such an outsized win in the midterm when Republicans around the country were being rejected, were being repudiated, especially behind the abortion issue, especially behind the political, violent political rhetoric that was coming out of their party leadership and the lack of a platform in the last election, which made it just about chaos and lies. And that is what they've been leaning on ever since. And if we keep giving wins to this uh, political process, uh, this uh, this uh, right-wing drift, then we're just continuing to empower them. And sometimes we can empower them by not voting, by not requesting that ballot by mail every year, uh, make whatever law they try to pass pointless because it still didn't suppress the vote. So we have to make certain that we are not engaging in self-suppression by just caving in and giving up. 813-239-9663 is the number to call. I thank that last caller for calling about uh, this, uh, talking about elections. And uh, you can also write me, dj at wnf.org. Another emailer has written about the abortion issue. He said abortion is a moral issue. It should not be in, uh, a legal issue. It is between a woman and God. Reversing Roe versus Wade is sending us back to the dark ages, back to the time of coat hanger abortions and multiple deaths, multiple deaths, deaths as a result. And plus, babies being born in dumpsters because people are afraid to go to a doctor and be found out that they are even pregnant or they're afraid or can't afford to go to another state and have the uh, abortion. So that makes it a class issue. Um, and uh, yeah, I understood you meant to say a legal issue. Uh, when the laws was written, the right to bear arms 
we had muskets back then. <laughs> Thanks, Dan, for that that uh, <laughs> that comment, uh, that email. You could you could also email me by emailing DJ at WMNF dot org, and uh, you could also write. You could also call me, 813-239-9663. Just got a few more minutes to go. And, of course, this is Community Speaks, and I want to hear from as much of the community as possible. So keep it tuned and keep, keep calling and keep writing here on Community Speaks. WMNF is more than just 88.5 FM. You can also find us online at WMNF.org. Check out the latest news stories, how to volunteer, future WMNF concerts, stream live or the latest episode of your favorite music shows, and more. And of course, you can always show your support and donate by clicking on the tip jar. Explore your community at WMNF.org. That's right. Go ahead and call me here right here on Community Speaks. This is Patron Mobility taking your telephone calls, 813-239-9663. And I want to go back to the phone lines in the last 10 minutes. Go ahead, Josh from Tampa. You say what? Hey, how you doing, Mobility? It's Josh. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing good. So I know you're about to get off the show, get yourself a little R&R. <laughs> yep. Good show. I'm sorry. Uh, I missed most of what you just said after R&R. I just, said, I just said I want to let you get some R&R when you're done with the show here in a minute. But the two R&R I want to know is not rest and relaxation. I want to know your opinions on the impact of registration um, and, and redistricting and how that's going to impact this next election. Because I know that those are some significant forces at work. And I just, uh, I'm really curious to hear your thoughts and maybe some of the listeners' thoughts on how those are going to impact things. Oh, yeah. Redistricting especially is uh, basically taking us backwards. And uh, that's how one black district lost its its representation and its ability to pick a candidate of their choice because, you know, that district in North Florida now has only Republicans to choose from. So redistricting is another way of suppressing the vote. Uh, that definitely needs to be fought against. And uh, I hate it when the Supreme Court says that a map is like they did in Florida. The last map was wrong. That was drawn up by the Republicans. It should not be used, but it was too late to stop them from using it in the last election. And look what it did. So uh, I think that that's the reason, you know, why, you know, I, maybe I'm cynical about it, but the Republicans win because they suppress the vote. And then my, my second part to that R&R was uh, registration. I mean, how do you feel like uh, registration is going to impact this upcoming election? Uh, I, don't, I, I don't know. I think that in Florida, the... the trick has been to invite as many Republicans from New York as possible <laughs> from up north or from elsewhere, from as many red states as possible to come to Florida. And, yeah, the registration numbers have ticked up tremendously for the Republicans well, as a result. Thank you very much, uh, Mobili. I appreciate you, and I appreciate your show. Thank you, Josh. Thank you for calling. Appreciate right. your call. Gary from Clearwater, we're going to see what you have to say. Gary, go ahead. You're on the Community Speaks. Well, hello, first of all. How are you? Pretty good. Secondly, yeah. um, you know what? I thought with the new Republican law, you have to register for mail-in ballots every two years. It used to be four years. 
But now you're saying every year you have to? Yeah, I lost my ability to get my valid by mail and didn't know why. And then it turns out that's why it was a new law that says you have to request it every year. Uh-huh. Or every election, actually. So if there's a midterm and a regular election in the same year, you have to you have to request it every time. Oh, uh-huh. well, I'm glad. Um, I'm glad I listened. I thought it was every two years. Yeah. It's every year. I mean, every time we have election. Okay, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Gary, from calling from Clearwater. 813-239-9663 is the number to call. Irene is waiting to take your telephone calls and give them to me. And you could write me. DJ at WNF. This is Community Speaks, and I want to hear from the community. We're talking about the politics of of terror, and that take many forms in the terms of suppression of votes, in terms of war itself. Uh, that was not justified war. Uh, we, we're talking about the politics of abortion and the threat to uh, imprison people and sue people for doing with their own body that they have you know, every right to, to, to do and if it's their body. And, you know, we don't want government to, you know, I thought that the conservatives didn't want big government. I didn't think they wanted government in our lives in such a, a private way. But lo and behold, when they talked about smaller government, they were only talking about biz, big business and, and their taxes and their their bonuses. So, that's all they really meant all this time. In the meantime, they're ready to put government in our private lives as much as they possibly can. They want to tell your children what to read in the schools and what they can and cannot read. And if they don't want their children reading it, it's not enough just to stop their child from reading a book. They want to ban books for everybody. It seems like here in the state of Florida, there was just a handful of foot soldiers who were out there, like maybe 15 of them, who are responsible for all of this this uh, fascist book banning had been going around the state, going from school board to school board, uh, screaming and hollering about nothing, trying to make a book seem like it needs it's pornographic and needs to be thrown off the shelves just because they don't want their child reading it. And now all children have to be denied that book. And one of the books that had just been restored to at least a Pinellas County library was The Bluest Eyes. And the reason why they took that off the shelf was just racist. But just the fact that a handful of people can cause all of this fascist ruckus in a state can only happen when you have fascist leadership egging it on or exploiting it. 813-239-9663 in the last few minutes. We're going to see what Ryan out of Seminole has to say. Go ahead, Ryan. You say what here on Community Speaks? Hey, hey, Ryan. Hey, it's Ryan. Hey, hey man. Um, no one's talking about it, um, that, that we're going to repeat the big why. Yeah. Nobody, nobody is talking about that, and it's going to happen. It's all over again, and then, I don't know, I think Trump is going to end up dodging all of his uh, court issues and he, because um, he's going to be declared insane. Well, then he should be locked up in an insane asylum, right? Because, who, because what kind of a sane person says it's rigged and then runs again? <laughs> right. It's just a cynical person. Yeah, I'm but gonna, I, I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to play tennis with somebody if they say uh, they're going to win no matter what. Right. Right. And, you know, I'm just looking forward to the Georgia because it's, it's not going to be so easy to just uh, wiggle your way out of that. I can't. I, you know, I never voted for any president my whole life until I had to vote against Trump. 
<laughs> well, thank you, Ryan. Thank you for that. And I'm looking forward to doing it again. Woo-hoo. Okay. Right. All right. Well, that's how you get, get excited. I get, to take, I, get to, I get to take away my brother's boat. Oh, okay. You're going to cancel it out. Okay. Yeah. From All Seminole. Right. Thank you, Ryan. We're going to see what Paul in Dunedin has to say. Go ahead, Paul. You're on Community Speaks. Hey, enjoying the show. Thank you, Paul. Um, just a historical note. Minority rule never works. And white racist minority rule will not work here. And the level of violence that it'll take to get rid of it is yet to be seen. But in the history of the world, minority rule doesn't work. That's my comment. Thank you, Paul. And it'll be up to which side the military is on. We know that the military has been infiltrated by so many of these groups who are supporting this fascism. But Yeah, yeah. well, good luck with that, too. <laughs> well, thank you, Paul, from Dunedin. Thank you. You are tuned to Community Speaks, and just uh, it's always wonderful to sit here and talk to you, the community, about all of these issues and, uh, you know, all eyes really are on Florida. So we have to, you know, be cognizant of what we are allowing to happen in our name, in the people's name. And uh, the people, you know, we have the right to stand up, stand up for your rights. And uh, this show is all about truth and rights. This is Community Speaks. I'm going to go ahead and get out and make room for the National Public Radio News headlines. And following that will be the music. It's the music. We're going to get back to the music here on WMF. But keep it tuned right here all day because programming is just going to be getting better and better as the day goes on, as the week goes on. So keep it tuned. Uh, of course, tune in tomorrow for the the Tuesday Cafe with Sean Canan and uh all of the other public affairs program that will be coming your way. And, uh, of course, stay tuned now for It's the Music here on your community radio station, WMNF Tampa. The Nathan B. Stubblefield Foundation, which is the license holder of WMNF, is seeking people from our community to apply for a seat on our board of directors. The term starts this November, and we will be interviewing people at our October board meeting. We are especially interested in people with legal and or fundraising skills. We hope to have representation reflecting the diversity of our community. Board terms are for two years. Our open seat is for people who are not currently volunteering at WMNF. Please go to WMNF.org to get more information about the board seat or write to me at joellen at wmnf.org. That's J-O-E-L-L-E-N at wmnf.org. The deadline to apply is Thursday, September 28th at 5 p.m. Thank you so much. This is 